women hold around 10 years worth of clothing in their closets, and 80% of that is worn three times or less. In fact, 20% of the closet is not really worn. Welcome to Teach Me Something New. I'm your host, Britt Morin, and this is a production of iHeartRadio and Britt Co. All my life, everyone's told me I should focus on being good at one thing. But the truth is, I'm curious about a lot of things. But how do you learn about everything? The answer, make the world's best experts teach you in less than an hour. So come along with me as we all learn something new. Shopping has taken on a whole new meaning in 2020. We're all shopping online more than ever, and we're definitely not looking for the same types of fancy holiday outfits as last December. We're even trying to spend our money smarter. So earlier this year, Ange and I sat down with Jen Hyman, CEO and co-founder of Rent the Runway. She's taken shopping data from the last four decades, and over the last 10 years, turned that knowledge into a thriving rental clothing business that has changed the game. Listen in to learn from Jen about the fascinating psychology and trends behind how women shop and how this badass entrepreneur started a business unlike any other. Hey, Ange. Hey, are you ready to shop? (laughs) Shopping. (laughs) Such a weird topic. I know. When I think about clothes shopping, I definitely think about being like a little mall rat. Like 12 years old. Yeah. It's the weekend, and so, of course, we're just going to spend five hours wandering. Yeah, just to buy, like, one baby tea. Contempo Casual. I never shopped there. Oh, 579. 579, yes. Yes. Hot Topic I was afraid to go into. I I liked it. I'm not cool enough for Hot Topic. I had, like, a little bit of edge and angst. I was afraid someone would spot me in Hot Topic and, like, tell my pastor. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> um, but then, like, we'd go get Cinnabon. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was all about Orange Julius. Yeah. And Auntie Anne's or Auntie Anne's. Um, I always think of it as Auntie Annie's. <laughs> I don't know. But then, like, we grew up and I never shop in a store no, anymore. No, and in fact, I'm just so used to shopping online now. Yeah. That it's like I don't think bizarre. my kids even understand because everything I get them is is shipped in a box. And so what's your experience with Rent the Runway? So I used Rent the Runway years ago for the first time because I was had my eye on this Mara Hoffman dress that I was obsessed with, but only needed it for one thing. And so it didn't make sense to me to like buy a new dress. I didn't know what size. So it was great because I could order a few sizes, wore it in a photo shoot, ended up wearing it also to a wedding, and then I could send it back. So it was really nice because it was this total statement piece that I knew I wouldn't wear more than once. Yeah. So you're like a casual, like... I'm a casual user. Special occasion user. Yes. Whereas I'm like an everyday user. Right. You've done the subscription. Yeah. It's game changer. Seriously. So that's why I'm excited to have Jen Hyman here today. Yes. Hi. I mean, do I even have to have a conversation? That was amazing. It encapsulated everything. I mean, well, I think we're very different types of Run Through Runway users. It's true. No, but the shopping conversation. Oh. What was your favorite store? (laughs) Growing up? Yeah. BB. Uh, oh my gosh! Yes. Actually, my entire like college internship wardrobe was styled after Callista Flockhart. Yeah. Yes, Ally McBeal. Out of BB, and I look back, and I'm still not ashamed at all. That's I felt like BB was a little low cut for me. It was yeah, very me low too. cut. It was very sexy, and I felt very good. Yeah, going into work. I love that. Um, okay, BB, that was interesting. Yeah, and so Jen. 
founder and CEO of Rent the Runway, who has been doing this for 10 years now? I started working on it 11 years ago. 11 years ago. We launched a decade ago, though. Wow. And you have been literally watching how women shop for that entire decade. And basically my whole life. Like I, this has been something that I was like the kid that went to the mall every single weekend, not just to go shopping, but to observe how other people were shopping. I always found it fascinating. Mm -hmm. There was a class in college that I took that was actually called shopping. What? Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was like the change in Harvard. It what? was like the change in consumerism or something. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll get like the it. exact title, but I've always like been obsessed with this. Wow. So I feel like I've been thinking about this my whole life. What led you to launch Rent the Runway? Were you working in retail? No, I mean, the launching Rent the Runway was just a personal experience that my sister and I were having. She was going into debt. We were both buying tons of things that we weren't wearing. Um, just this recognition that everything in our closets were dead to us because they represented the past. Mm -hmm. And once you wore it, kind of it had been emotionally depreciated. Mm -hmm. You needed this feeling of something new. Mm -hmm. And how I felt that social media was going to up the ante on that. And all of these other trends happening all at the same time, like women continuing in the workforce after having kids and what th that was going to do to change shopping, um, people, uh, the death of physical retail, the death of the department store. I kind of saw all of these trends boiling up at the same time. And at the same time, the enormous change in values that we were having towards experiences and valuing access over ownership. And really, the idea came from the confluence of all of those things mm. happening at once. Did Clueless have a role in Rent the Runway? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was one of my favorite movies, and I took all my friends for my 16th birthday to go see Clueless. So, perhaps. But, <laughs> you know, of course, like thinking about the clueless closet, like you always have to use terms as analogies that help people tell the story of what this is. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we used a lot of the clueless closet, Carrie Bradshaw's closet at the very beginning. Mm -hmm. I believe like our seed pitch deck had mm -hmm. Carrie Bradshaw like standing in front of her oh closet. That's awesome. And so, okay, it's been 10 years and originally started as renting formal gowns. Mm -hmm. And can you talk about what, what you guys do today? Yeah. So we started with special occasions and we have evolved from renting for special occasions to renting for every occasion. So the majority of our business today is a subscription, Unlimited, where women pay a monthly fee. They start at a program of receiving four items at a time, and they can swap those items an unlimited number of times throughout the month. So our average customer is using Rent the Runway as a substitution for wearing something she already owned in her closet or buying something new. She's using us for occasions that are as diverse as going to work, hanging out on the weekends, going skiing, going on vacation, maternity, special occasions. So what is the average lifespan of a piece of clothing? It completely depends on three factors. One is the fabric. The second is how it was manufactured in the first place. Things like stitching and the embellishments that are put onto it, like the, the actual like 
materials added on. And the Mm -hmm. third and most important factor is how you clean and care for it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jen, you have all kinds of amazing stats that uh, pertain to how women shop. You've been collecting this data for so long just because you're watching how users are on your platform. So the first one I thought was really fascinating is that up to 80% of American women's closets aren't worn regularly. I think I'm guilty of this. Me too, for sure. And this has become more pronounced year over year. So... We are increasingly buying more stuff and wearing them half as often. In 1980, average American woman bought 30 articles of clothing per year. 2019, it was 68 articles of clothing per year. But we're spending, in real dollars, equivalent amount of dollars, if not less, on clothing. So essentially, as price points of per item have con come down because of, in the 80s, it was because of the advent of fast fashion Mm -hmm. via Zara and H&M entering the market. But now fast fashion has been disrupted Mm -hmm. by Amazon and by kind of millions of different iterations of like the Lulus.com. Like ASOS or however you pronounce it. Yeah, and just (laughs) dozens of other fast fashion purveyors where they could get you something for $9.99 that is cheaper than the Zara version. Mm -hmm. So um, American women through their pocketbooks have taught us that as long as you make the price cheaper, they just want quantity of items. They want variety. And that was actually one of the key theses that I had about Rent the Runway, that we have 30 plus years of data that show us that when we're given the option, we will favor variety over quality. Mm-hmm. And that what that meant to me is that there was a real emotional value in that variety because the variety wasn't something that we needed. Mm-hmm. We don't need to buy 68 new things per year. Mm-hmm. It's both irrational, but like you actually, because of the accumulation of years of, of years of clothing in your closet, like there's really no use for it mm-hmm. at all. So the only use is an emotional use of being able to express yourself differently. And I've seen over the last 10 years that there's real power in that. Well, and especially if you're spending money essentially to take a photo, right? Which kind of gets Which us into— Which some people do, but like— It's not just to take a photo. It's that your life changes, your job changes, your mood changes, your size changes, like the weather changes. Even where you live changes. Like I feel like Like, moving from a city to the suburbs, now I have like a whole different vibe that I'm looking for. Totally. And so, yes, I think social media accelerates all of those things, but they were happening anyway. I mean— This growth from 30 articles of clothing per year to 68 was happening way before social media even came onto the scene. Yeah. 
So what is the average number of clothes women have now in 2020? And what do you aspire (laughs) women's closets to look like if Rent the Runway is as successful as you could imagine? So women hold around 10 years worth of clothing in their closets. And 80% of that is worn three times or less. In fact, 20% of the closet is not really worn. And often there are still tags on in the closet. What is the closet in the future? It certainly shouldn't hold the quantity of items that it holds. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, when you do buy things, you're buying higher quality items that you're going to have both because they're made better and therefore last longer, but also because you've thought about it and you've thought about things that might withstand the test of time. Mm -hmm. And there's actually a lot of fashion that does withstand the test of time. And then probably about, you know, 30 to 40 percent of what you want to wear is stuff that you fundamentally, like, should own and you should buy better. Mm -hmm. And then the other 70 percent can be on continuous rotation. So I don't foresee a world where clothing and Rent the Runway becomes Spotify, right? where I don't buy music anymore. Mm -hmm. There was a time when Spotify first launched where I was like grasping onto my music for dear life, like thinking that the whole Spotify thing might die and like, you know, I still need to own my music. But like, I fully understand that my music is in the cloud now. Mm-hmm. I think that like 70% of your closet is going to be in the cloud. But like you should own a black cashmere sweater. Well, yeah. and underwear and, and <laughs> well, uh, yeah, <laughs> undergarments. I'm just yeah. joking. But, we, but ahead of time, we were talking about this concept of the capsule wardrobe and having those pieces that you can use for many, many years that are well-made and then basically supplementing it with something like Rent the Runway, which feels like it makes so much sense just because so much is wasted. And I feel like, I know you've talked about the Instagram effect, and we've touched on it a little bit here, but I do think people are respecting the idea that it's clever when you find something. Like, I feel like people are really proud when they've rented something. And you say, oh, you know, I love that sweater. They're like, oh, it's actually Rent the Runway. As in, you know, like, I'm not a sucker, and I (laughs) just buy this thing to wear it a few times. I'm seeing if I like it, you know, and seeing if it could be permanent. So how much have you seen in terms of people— sort of their fashion changing based on what they're experimenting with through Rent the Runway? Their fashion changes dramatically because in a world where you have to buy every single thing that you wear, you fundamentally fall back to your comfort zone and you fall back to rationality to a certain extent Mm -hmm. because your heart might want the canary yellow printed top, but you realize, oh, maybe that doesn't really make sense, so I'll buy it in navy. And therefore, your closet doesn't really represent the full kind of 360 of who you are. Mm -hmm. So no one starts a subscription to Rent the Runway saying, I actually want fashion freedom and I want the ability to express myself in a myriad of ways. Everyone says, I'm doing this because it rationally makes sense and I can save a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And then a month or two into the subscription, they're like, it's all about fashion freedom and self-expression. And I've, <laughs> I've discovered all these new sides to myself and I feel more confident and I feel beautiful and I'm talking about it all the time. 
You're also figuring out what women's personal style is the more that they use the service, right? Yes. So we've invested a huge amount in personalization. And we learn a lot about each user because every single time she wears something, in order to receive her next item, she gives us all of this structured data about the clothes that she just wore. So she tells us first, did she even wear it? Mm -hmm. And how did it fit her? And what the quality was? And where she wore it to? And if she has any other freeform comments? And therefore, kind of First of all, the data that we have accelerates dramatically about you. We also know a lot about you. We know where you work. We know the formality of where you work. We know what else is going on in your life. And so we're able to marry kind of all of this inventory data with all of this user data and the personalization like becomes really relevant and uh, useful to women over time. But aren't most women scrolling through pages and pages until they decide because that's me. I scroll through like 12 oh, pages. Yeah. And, and then I open I, like a million tabs. And then I pick the one <laughs> thing because I've looked at everything now. And like I just <laughs> need to choose. So for our special events business, that is 100% what happens. They're mm-hmm. scrolling through like a gazillion different dresses to find the perfect dress. Because that's how we've been like kind of trained as women that there's one perfect dress. Mm-hmm. Say yes to the dress. <laughs> In a world of subscription, that tends to go down over time. Like we see that like time to pick reduces as you become more comfortable and you realize like, you know, you have unlimited access here. And every item, just like every song I listen to, like I'm not going to love every single song I listen to, but Mm -hmm. if I don't love it, I could just skip to the next one. Mm -hmm. And so it's just a different mentality around trial. Do you have different style archetypes of women? Yes. How many are there? I want to know what mine is (laughs) under the hood. Can you pull that up for me? It's actually a lot more scientific than us coming up with some marketing archetype of, oh, this woman is edgy and let's put Mm -hmm. her in that cohort. Like we are actually mapping out all of these different kinds of cohorts based on inventory relevancy. And then we'll score the relevancy of the entire catalog to you because Mm -hmm. we'll know how relevant every single article of clothing that we have on Rent the Runway is to you individually. We'll give you a composite score. We'll know that in order to make Rent the Runway more relevant for you, here's the kind of clothing we would have to add. And then we can do an analysis on are you the next cohort that we want to kind of keep for longer lifetime value? Are there designers that stand out that all women love? No. In fact, there's not a single designer on Rent the Runway who in any quarter comprises more than 1% of our sales or more than 1% of our rentals. When you get to that point of freedom, when you break through that barrier, Mm -hmm. like you don't even think about designer anymore. You think about, oh, I like this. And then after you wear it, you're like, who was that by? Hmm. And that's when you really start to experience a whole set of designers that you've never even thought of before for yourself that you fall in love with. I've discovered, yeah, Steen Goya was like, is that how you pronounce it? Stein Goya? Did I pronounce it right? Yes, (laughs) yes. Obsessed. And I never had tried her stuff before. I could totally see you loving that. Yeah. Now that you said it. Yeah, colorful patterns, geometric. I'm very... I'm easy. You can pinpoint me. I'm like the colorful pattern No, but the thing is that I hope that 
there are things that are just slightly out of your comfort zone that we continuously push you to. And then that we're expanding, Mm -hmm. you know, your tastes over time. Right. Because that's the fun of fashion is to put on a different face whenever you want to be edgy one day, be preppy the next day. Well, I think that's like what I do sometimes miss about shopping for clothes in person is because that's when you try on something you wouldn't normally get, right? And like I think about in my 20s, going to brunch, having a few mimosas, and then going shopping like in Williamsburg. And I would try on all sorts of stuff that I never would. And so I feel like this is a way of like a grown-up me <laughs> being able to actually do that and to kind of experiment, get out of your comfort zone. Can we talk about work attire for a minute? Because our mom's generation wore pantsuits, shoulder pads yeah. everywhere. Perms. But now— <laughs> So you had the whole working girl situation. Oh, 100%. Angela's mom probably more than mine. But <laughs> but today, I feel like women are able to choose more freely what they're wearing to work. Is that actually the case or do that we is, just live in California? No, that is totally the case. Most companies around the country have gone either business casual or full-out casual. And that has fundamentally made it much harder for women to dress for work which is totally counterintuitive Mm. because for men it makes it much easier Mm -hmm. because buying an expensive suit, well, I just use the word expensive. I mean, suits are expensive. Mm -hmm. And so men used to have to buy that and they would kind of flip out their button down underneath it. And now they can buy a pair of khakis or a pair of jeans and the same button down and it's much cheaper for them. Women, number one, each article of clothing that you're buying that's casual is 30 to 40% more expensive than the same item for a man. So in a world where women used to wear suits, you used to have a few suits and similar to men, flip out the blouse underneath it. Mm -hmm. Now you need a new look every day, effectively. Mm -hmm. Because we all know that a guy can show up to work wearing the same blue button-down and jeans, you know, every day, and no one is going to look twice. And if I show up to work wearing this outfit tomorrow, there's going to be an office-wide conversation around what's going on in my personal life and, like, (laughs) is there something wrong with me? Mm, So true. So messed up. So how does that change? So it means more items and a, a lot more items than you used to buy and a lot more expensive. Got it. Well, it makes sense why women's closets are still bigger then. Okay, so renting and buying is the new high-low. How do you feel about that? Renting versus buying, high versus low. Are women doing both? Is that like the norm forever? Is it we want to wear some designer things, some less expensive things, we want to rent and buy? Well, certainly what we've been trying to do over the last 10 years is evolve towards this rent buy and trying to change the consumer mindset around the things that you should have unlimited access to on constant rotation. And those are things that you want to wear a few times but not own forever. And then making investments into the things that you actually do want to own forever. We we have done that through high-low, right? That's what high-low was. Mm-hmm. High-low was buy a really great pair of shoes that you'll have forever mm-hmm. and skimp on kind of the apparel that mm-hmm. you're going to wear with it. Right. And so what we're saying now is you can kind of still make that same decisions. You could still, the investment can still be their shoes. But now, like, 
you for less money than going to fast fashion can have the real thing and feel amazing every single day. And this is a much more sustainable way to get dressed. I mean, we haven't even talked about just the massive environmental impact Mm -hmm. of buying 68 articles of clothing per year that you don't use. Yeah, this is, I was just talking to Britt about this earlier that I was considering a New Year's resolution where I only buy secondhand or do rental just to see, you know, like how it could go, especially with kids. I mean, you should try it because it's much easier than you would think to do. It's not, I mean, people embark on these challenges of like single-use plastic, like that's hard. Right. This is actually not hard to do at all. Yeah. So are you noticing any popular trends right now? So I've actually debunked a lot of trends over the last 10 years by looking at Rent the Runway data. So there's this trend that women love the color black and that especially New Yorkers like mm-hmm. live in the color black. Well, that's only in a world of rationality when you actually have this quite rational subscription to fashion that you can have whatever you want whenever you want it. Women actually wear a lot of print and they wear a lot of color. And black goes from being one of the most popular colors to one of the least popular colors. So it's actually like really interesting because if you go into a closet of a woman who doesn't use Rent the Runway, it's almost like very morose. You know, it's very Mm -hmm. like neutral. It's like Mm -hmm. black and navy and beige and white and like stark in that way. And then you suddenly enter the world of Rent the Runway and you realize, oh, no, women actually do love color Mm -hmm. and it does make them feel great. So that was really interesting. Another thing that we've uh, learned is that trends, this idea of in today, out tomorrow, not true. Hmm. Even though Project Runway is back and better than ever, (laughs) like that slogan, like just not true. Trends take often five to seven years to fully leave the ecosystem. Okay. Has the digitization of fashion changed the, the historical idea that only women on the coast are fashionable and then it emanates into the center of the country? A hundred percent. So I just said that in a very simplistic way, Mm -hmm. but the reality is that Instagram has completely changed the game for fashion, not just because people feel like they can't repeat outfits in the same way, but because that is their curated store. We're following influencers. We're following celebrities. We're often, sometimes we can follow a store that we like Mm -hmm. or a a brand like Rent the Runway. So we're curating our own and merchandising our own assortment. And then I could just click through from any image that I see of any person and understanding what I can buy or what I can rent. Mm -hmm. I mean, What's so interesting is so much of the social media feed becomes basically a fashion show, Mm -hmm. even for photos that are completely unintended to be about fashion. It's like I post a photo of myself and suddenly 10 friends are commenting, oh, I love that dress. Where did you get it? I mean, for me, they know it's Rent the Runway, so it's (laughs) less of a thing. But you could just scroll all over Instagram and see those millions of conversations Mm -hmm. of like, love the outfit. Where did you get it? And then like it's commented back exactly Mm -hmm. where you can get it. Is that uh, also causing trends to break faster? even though they might stick around for five to seven years, if Beyonce or Selena Gomez or Taylor Swift wears something on Instagram, 
you see that in the data? Like that style is now spiked? Not just that style, but that entire category. Mm-hmm. But it's not just Beyonce or Selena Gomez. You don't have to be a mega influencer right now. You know, micro-influencers are just as relevant. And a micro-influencer could be like a real friend of yours. Mm-hmm. So we're just seeing that, first of all, fashion is more democratic right now because of Instagram. We used to, in a world of malls or in a world of department stores, we were actually limited to the floor of that department store or mall that we could afford. Well, that's completely off the table today. Right. So it's, the passion for fashion has been democratized. Like, I now can see everything out there. I can develop my own sense of taste or style. And there's a more accessible way for me to get it, either through a subscription to fashion or really cheap fast fashion. Mm -hmm. I love that. Rent the Runway Will Never Do Shoes. Is that too far for you? No one's ever said that. (laughs) I'm I'm personally saying that because sharing people's shoes— I don't know, though. I've bought used shoes. Yeah, I'm okay with sharing shoes. Yeah, I think I could do that. Jen, thank you so much for being here today. I feel like a much more informed shopper. I do, too. Thank you, Jen. Thank Thank you. Thanks for listening to Teach Me Something New, a production of iHeartRadio and Brit & Co. I'm your host, Britt Morin. Find more information about each episode at Brit.co slash listen. You can also find me on social media. I'm at Brit or follow us at Brit and Co. Special shout out to my co-host, Ange, who you can find on Instagram at Angelica Temple. Teach Me Something New is executive produced by Christine Swar and Ali Perry with additional production and sound design by Aaron Kaufman. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. See you next time.